All right, before we start this podcast, let's make sure that we're all part of the I Am Salt Lake Facebook group. Even if you think that you're already part of it, go double check, type in IamSaltLake.com slash group, or just do a search for I Am Salt Lake community right inside of Facebook. Join, join our Facebook group, guys. Come talk. Let's socialize on social media. Let's be friends. Today on episode 423, we get to sit down and chat with the founder of the Salt Lake City chapter of Stonewall Sports, Jacob Buck. Stonewall Sports is an LGBTQ sports organization that has gained 500 members in less than a year. Jacob also shares with us what he does with the Red Cross, as well as a children's series that he's working on for a Jewish library. Such a great conversation. We're going to get into that in just a couple of minutes, but let's quickly introduce ourselves. Who's the host of the ship here? Who's the The captain? The captain of the ride here. (laughs) You are. My name is Chris Hollifield, and you guys can follow me on my personal Instagram at Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. And if you want, you can also join me on my personal Instagram at Lady Salt Lake. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you may be asking yourself what it's all about. Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. We talk to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, food truck owners, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. Are you thinking of moving to Salt Lake City? Are you looking at finally getting out of the rent game and finally buying a house of your own? Well, you need to contact our good friend, Monique at Market Source Real Estate. She actually helped us find her home that we're recording this podcast in right now. And for almost 20 years, Market Source Real Estate has been specializing in helping people just like you buy and sell homes in Sugar House as well as the greater Salt Lake area. All right, listen up. Market Source Real Estate has a background of flipping houses, and they've owned almost 20 homes themselves. So they really know all the ins and all the outs of older homes if older homes are your thing. And they're definitely my thing. And if you're looking to sell your home, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and make sellers more money. All right. So if you're looking at finally moving to Salt Lake City, if you're looking at moving across town, or if you're just you know, looking. Give Monique a call, Market Source Real Estate, her website, thinksaltlakecity.com, or just give her a call. I got her number here, 801-810-6773. And many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. All right, I think we're ready to get into that conversation with Jacob Buck. This guy's up to a lot here in Salt Lake City. He has a heck of a story, so pay attention to this conversation. It's good. Enjoy. You know what, Jacob? Here's a fun one I throw out at people sometimes is, uh, what did your childhood smell like? (laughs) Smell like? Actually, scent is like one of the best way to have memories. Actually, the thing that like makes me think of, because I grew up in South Dakota till I was in fourth grade, we had lilac bushes everywhere. And it makes me think of that time. So wh- where, um, did you, where did you grow up then? So I was born in South Dakota and I lived there till I was in fourth grade. Okay. And then uh, my parents got divorced and then we moved to Indianapolis. But uh, every time I smelt lilacs, I thought of 
South Dakota and like growing when I was really young. <laughs> That's such a great smell. Yeah, I know. I love it. Yeah. And they're really beautiful trees. Yeah. Also. So they are. I was just like it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you're you're new to. Uh, sorry, I'm just I trying am. to figure out these volume six here. Are they being? I don't know. This is being weird today. You're no. you're new to Salt Lake, though, right? I am, yeah. What what brought you to Salt Lake? Um. Well, <laughs> give me the long story. The long story is I met a guy and I jokingly uh, applied to jobs here and I got one and it was too good of an opportunity to turn down and I thought I was going to have a partner and a job so. That worked out mostly. <laughs> so I'm assuming you have the job. Yeah, I have the job. I work with the Red Cross. I work for the Utah, Nevada region. So, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That is. We're actually one region. But I've worked for nonprofits since I was like 18. And getting a master's degree, you think that it would be easy yeah. to get a job. But it's really just like having another associate's or bachelor's once you're at a certain level of your education. Um and in Chicago, I was a preschool teacher and I really enjoyed it. I worked for a Jewish community center and it was an amazing experience. I just wanted more. Like I wanted to use my degree. I wanted to get paid better and those type of things. So now are you Jewish? I'm not. Okay. Cause I know you're doing like a children's. I'm like an honorary Jew you, at this point. You, you, you mentioned in a, in an original message uh, to me that you're doing like a children's series. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. To some Jewish library yeah, here. Yeah. It was let's see. I wrote it JP Library. Yeah. Or something? So the PJ Library or is, PJ Library. Yeah. I had it backwards it's, there. It's part of the Jewish United Fund, and it's like an extension of them. So yeah. they have tons of different programs that they do. And I told my friend, who's an author, she recently became full time author because of she got married and like she can do that now. Um, and I was like, Hey, one of my bucket list dreams is to write a children's story. Um, so if you want to do that together, let's do it. And she said, yes. So we were talking about ideas and stuff. And then my friend, J Chad, who's part of the JUF, he works for them here. He was like, Oh yeah, I'm the regional person for the PJ library, which is like a really large extension of like Jewish children's books. Okay. Um, they just like basically sell and create them. And we decided that's how we're going to do it. And he was like, yeah, once you have an idea, pitch it to me and I can make it happen. And I was like, how did this even happen? <laughs> yeah. so, so, cool. so have you written it yet? Then? No, we're actually like in the very beginning stages. Like we have the concept and characters and everything. So we just need to finish the like actual. Do you have like a gold date in mind? Uh, yeah. So or? we want to come out with it because it's going to be about uh, children working with emotions and at a very young age and uh -huh. how kind of like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Like, kind let's of just talk exactly about it. like emotions yeah. are a very important thing that I don't think we get taught how to regulate or control or express. Like it's okay to be angry. Like how do we react sure. or be positive? Yeah. So our goal is to bring it like in August. So it's around when school starts. Cause the first book we want to kind of have that first day of class and like what it's like for, a three-year-old to be put in this situation where their parents are gone. They don't know how to they're act. Scared, <laughs> they're, they're scared. They're scared. They're nervous. And yeah. some kids have been the JCC. You can start there when you're like five months old. So some of them have been in there and don't know any different, but yeah. some of them it's their first day. So, Oh man. Yeah. That is, that's we, tough. So that's cool. cool. You want to have yeah. it introduce it so that you can, they can actually work through it with yeah. the book on the first day. Yeah. And so, that's cool. In my experience, working as a lead teacher there, 
there weren't a lot of books about like like what the kids are doing and they're in that place. So like they have circle time and these different things and like how to bring that in a book where they can be like, oh my gosh, that's us. Look, we do those things. Oh, that's a cool idea. So yeah. do you still teach? I don't. I'm, okay. I love it, but uh, I mean, I guess you in, miss it though. In my job, I'm a trainer. So okay. I teach adults more now. At the Red Cross. Yeah. I, was, I was curious what <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did at the Red Cross. So my official title is Senior Engagement Specialist for okay. the region. Uh, so I work with uh, departments and volunteers on being engaged, uh, making sure that we're engaging volunteers uh, from the beginning of the screening process because every volunteer for the Red Cross is screened. And then another part of my duties is to be in charge of the training and we have two in-person trainings. One's called working together and the other one's supporting volunteers and managing teams. Okay. Um, so it's just an opportunity for people to grow outside of their role in volunteering. And remind me how long you were, have been with them? A uh, year and a half. Year and so a half. August okay. Of okay. What year? 2019. Okay. No, it doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really matter. I was just curious. I think it was 18. Yeah. Cause all of that. I don't know. No, it, it's all life? good. <laughs> One of those. It's yeah, around yeah. there. So yeah. like, what did you do when you moved here? Mm-hmm. How many people did you know? How did you get involved in? Because yeah, well, yeah, here he is yeah, starting yeah. Stonewall Sports, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah, well, that's ambitious. Uh, yeah, I have lived in like eight different cities, so um, that's not really that many for for. No. Uh, I mean, nowadays people. Yeah. That's live a lot it. for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, no, it, it is a lot. Like don't, don't, give don't, don't give me wrong. Don't give me wrong. But a lot of people don't, travel. But, but that's not counting every summer I lived in a different city. Okay. So I mean, technically, I could say like twelve. Okay. But. I did Peace Corps as well. So, so you, you had to get, make friends fast. Yeah. Is what you're trying to say. A lot you're of people. You're like an adult military brat. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Moved around a lot. Yeah. So a lot of my friends have said that actually, like you build connections really quickly and like, um, just like build relationships really fast. I think that was like when I moved here, one of the ways that I have met people and everywhere that I've lived is joining sports. Um, because as an adult, I want to be active. I want to meet people that like have one like-minded thing and then you can get fucked up and have fun sure. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I got here in August and by November I was fed up with not being able to like do things <laughs> that I wanted to. So I reached out to some people in Chicago that started Chicago Stonewall because it's a national organization. And they gave me the connections and then I wrote a proposal and it got okayed in November of that year. Now, why would you, why would you do that versus make up just your own name? I mean, Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, why would you have Stonewall sports? Not that uh, that's not cool. Right. right? But like, is there a benefit of doing something like that? I think so. Uh, Being part of a national nonprofit, you get to see like a larger picture. Okay. Uh, The resources are available to you. Like if we couldn't pay for something, they would upfront the money uh, and we'd be able to do that luckily we've got a lot of support from the community so we've never had to borrow any money um from the community here in salt lake yeah, city yeah. yeah yeah so we had like a 2500 dollars startup fee which they didn't even make us pay till like we didn't know we didn't pay it till like eight months <laughs> in and they were like oh by the way you still owe this and i was like oh well we, yeah we have the yeah. money so here it is so what is Stonewall Sports? I mean, for people listening, yeah. uh, I'm not really that familiar mm-hmm. with it, obviously. Just what you've sent over to me. I've looked on the mm-hmm. it, the website. You guys play sports. What 
Yeah. What do you guys do, man? So the goal is to have, or well, our vision is that every person should have the ability to feel comfortable playing organized sports and uh, that we have a responsibility to give back to our community in a philanthropic way. So we value every member of our community as an individual and what they provide for the community. And then have sports like while we sure. while we Our can like hang out welcome. yes <laughs> the thing is Excellent. like it's been so cool to see people that you know grow up especially as a gay person and this is myself i never knew if i was allowed to play because i was always like the gay kid like war i wasn't out but <laughs> they could tell i was more effeminate but to see those people and like rally behind each other and just be like you know what it doesn't matter your skill level you can play like it's not about if you're the best but it's really about like being inclusive and having fun and how how many people come out to your thing um so since we started we've had kickball twice dodgeball once and sand volleyball once okay so these are fun sports yeah oh man (laughs) nobody plays those anymore that's awesome can we can we go play with yeah i mean let's go so it's oh my gosh that'd be so much so it's open to the queer community but we also love allies because i don't think anything would be accomplished for any minority group without allies but yeah so we've had over 500 participants since we started last technically we started in april we got like it, we got the go, like green light to go in November. And we were like, okay, well, we have to plan something. We can't just wow, like start. Wow, so it took five months to really kind of go from, start. okay, mm-hmm. you can do it, to actually organizing something? Yeah, because like January and February, we were like, it's too cold. Like, what sport are we going to do? That's like, fair. It's like silly. Ice hockey isn't like the best way to start. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. We were like, well, we could squeeze in dodgeball really quickly if we tried. And then we were like, let's do it right and just like take our time and try to do something well. So, so okay, so explain this though to me because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to understand even for people uh, that might be listening to, I mean, this is proof. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's new to Salt Lake, yeah. what you've put together here. Three months in. Uh, I mean, so you, you contacted your friend in Chicago. You said, hey, I want to I open Open up or start a stone wall here in Salt Lake mm-hmm. City, Utah. Then who did you did you talk to somebody here in Salt Lake? Did you have a partner yeah. to put this together with? Um, so for the proposal, you had to write in the leadership, that, okay, the like basically your team. So I met one person, he introduced me to another person, and then that person introduced me to another, and so I like basically built a team, uh, like not knowing them too well, but knowing that they cared. <laughs> and I totally. was like, hopefully this works out. I know we don't know each other a lot. This is something I'm passionate about and care about. And unfortunately, like one person didn't work out, but like, and another person didn't realize the commitment that it was going to take. So since we've started, we've had a little bit of that, but, uh, yeah, so it's been like four or five of us since we started. And then we just added a new board member. We're adding another one possibly tomorrow. And we've started five committees and we have about five or six people on each committee. And what are you guys all doing? I mean, just, just yeah. and like, what are the committees doing? Like, what is it? Yeah. So I mean, each board member is responsible for a committee. So okay. we have like an events committee, oh, okay. a communications and marketing committee, an outreach committee. What are the, an events committee. That's the one people enjoy doing. Uh, This sounds like a lot of extra work. Yeah. Like on top of a (laughs) day job. Exactly. Yeah. It's probably like 
20 to 30 hours a week. But like to, when you do something you care about and like love, it doesn't seem like work. Like yeah. this probably doesn't seem like work to you guys. Like this is probably fun. Well, yeah, we, we just get in. <laughs> I mean, and, and kind of like I was telling you before we even started recording, I mean, especially being married, it gives us something to right. do together. Exactly. Right. And it goes back mm-hmm. to even you, Jacob, where you're saying, I want to meet people that have similar interests because when you have similar interests, then you could do things together and you're going to have a happier relationship. Right. I think so. Whether yeah. it's a friendship or romance, exactly. I think so. I mean, that's I, the best way to really get to know someone, right? Right. Start something with exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, yeah. especially when you get older, right? Like you get older, uh, like, I don't know how old you are, but I would imagine. 33. Yeah. I was going to yeah. guess thirties and, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit different to meet people because you're right. not in school. You're not exactly doing all that stuff. It's really it's hard crazy. As an adult. And I went to like church camp every summer growing up and then I was a camp counselor. So I feel like we build this culture of like, these are the things that you do. And then once you're an adult, it's like, what do you have left? It's like the bar. Where else? Like, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. are these other you things that we can go do? go have a good time as an <laughs> yeah, adult. Yeah. So, so was the, uh, L, let's see if I, hopefully I say it right. I always twist this up. LGBTQ. Yeah, did yeah. I say it right? Yeah. Did you I get can the just, letters right? I've just started saying queer community. Queer community. To be, <laughs> to be I, I mean, here in Salt Lake, I mean, we have a great community from uh-huh. what I know. Mm-hmm. I've, I haven't been heavily involved right. in it just through the podcast mm-hmm. and stuff, but they seem pretty supportive. Are they pretty oh, supportive of what you're doing? And yeah. I watched or listened to Hillary's uh, thing today. And she's so rad. Yeah. She's so cool. And when I moved here, that was one of my goals. Like I need to meet people, right? Like, sure. I can't do this alone. Uh, so I met the director of the pride center, Rob Mulman. He's an amazing man. And he moved here from Australia. He's from South Africa, but his job in Australia was working with the gay community or LGBT, what queer community, uh, with, uh, sports and like how sport, like how people can be involved in like creating, that culture of like queer sports. So right away he was like, we're in like, let's do this. Like I see this as being something needed and they've been a huge support. So the pride pride center, Center, like anything we need, they're like, we have you, like we meet, we have a meeting space there every Wednesday from six to eight. If we need it. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Salt Lake city dreadlock shop. The Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop's mission is to make Utah cool one dreadlock at a time while offering a clean, affordable, and professional experience filled with love and understanding. They actually offer a clean dreadlock knotting service. Clean dreads are a crochet method. It's natural, no-wax or gross internet neglect dread dreadlocks. And if you've always wanted dreadlocks but don't know where to start, these guys are the best place to go to. They know everything. They can talk to you and give you any tips or insight that you might want. You can always text them for a free consultation. Just send them a picture of your hair to 801-824-8298. Include what you're looking for, include your name, and they will respond as soon as they can and get you back in to have a free consultation, friendly environment, great place, great people. You can check them out online at slcdreads.com. Visit them at 1528 South State Street in Salt Lake City or text them 801-824-8298. And thanks to Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You said it sounds like you've only really played a few games. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously it's cold out now, right? So you're oh, not. We're you're doing not, dodgeball right now. You're doing so dodgeball. It's perfect. So it's, is it a weekly get together? Is that yeah? Kind so of- it's every Sunday. It depends on the sport, but we've been sticking to Sundays. Well, no, uh, sand volleyball was Friday nights because we got a really cool deal with um, what's that sand volleyball place and up north. 
I have no it's idea. Called, I don't know. Up in like the sandbar. It's oh, called the, oh, sandbar. the sandbar. It's like something I've never seen, and I've been a lot of places. <laughs> the sandbar. <laughs> yeah, it's called the sandbar. One word, and it's an indoor volleyball structure. So like they have five courts inside. And Is then, it like, a bar though? In yeah, there? they have a bar inside. No like, kidding. Oh yeah. my gosh, that sounds they amazing. They have some food, but they're not open on Fridays. So they open just for Stonewall uh, for like three hours. I mean, we paid them, but sure. they gave us a great deal. Um, they made money. We had fun and it was a great like Friday evening before the bars type thing to go play. Now, now remind me, this is the first thing like this that you've ever done, this Stonewall Sports? Or well, have I, you put things together uh, like this? Well, <laughs> I guess in Peace Corps, I did You did stuff things, like this? Because yeah. I was just, I mean, this is not an easy thing. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it makes my life seem like <laughs> a better roses here. Well, one of my goals on my bucket list, I try to stick to my bucket list because if it's things that I really care about, like I want to see them like in fruition. And I have the abilities and skills to do it. So like at some point it's just like, do it, you know, like there's been so many times where I'm like, Oh, I wish I could do this or I wish that would happen. But it's like, until you just do it, it's not going to happen. So in Peace Corps, I learned a lot of like needs assessment tools and like building community programs and stuff. So I just used what I've learned along the way. Now, now, <laughs> now if somebody wanted to get involved, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll give the website and all that stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a website for this. They could reach out to you through that. Right. Or, for sure. and uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have I, my mind, my mind, went, my yeah. mind, went, where do you see all this going? Where do you, where do you see this <laughs> well, going in Salt Lake? If, like, I don't know. So kind of my goal by the first year, since we haven't hit a year yet. I mean, some of the stone walls that have been around, like oh, let's say even yeah. the ones that have, uh-huh. have been doing it. Right. I don't know. When, when did the, the main, the when first did, one started in DC in 2010. So they've been around for 10 so, years. Yeah. So what We're are the 16th city? Okay. Sweet 16, baby. <laughs> We're the only West coast city. The closest really? cities to us are new Orleans, Kansas city and Minnesota, Minneapolis. Um, and then if you go East of that, since we started, less than a year ago they've started one in indianapolis baltimore detroit kansas city and Asheville, north carolina and you guys fly around and play each other <laughs> no, i mean <laughs> we do have cool. a national right. summit every year that we try Did to you go to that I, I haven't been to one yet just because yeah. uh this next one's in cleveland in july so i might go but I have a goal of going to the Olympics in Tokyo, so I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah, what's that about? I saw that actually on your Facebook page. Yeah, I just, what, uh, I just, it's a goal to go to Japan and go to the Olympics, so like, why not? You have some pretty epic bucket list cool. I, you know, items like... Kill birds, two birds with one stone. Have you ever, you've never been to Tokyo? I haven't. I've been to Thailand, but they're different places, so... so back to the stone wall. Yeah, you, were, yeah. you were mentioning these ones that have been around for for longer, mm-hmm. and I think we got a little sidetracked Sorry, there for just no, no, no. <laughs> that happens in a podcast. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, I mean, I would imagine it's just mm-hmm. the same thing, just more people joining. I guess right. is what so, it is. And yeah, like, DC's is really large. Like, the, just their kickball alone has like a thousand participants uh-huh. in like five different divisions. Sure. So, and then they could probably play games and teams yeah, exactly. and, and, and mm-hmm. whatnot a little bit easier. Scrimmages. We actually, uh, when I first started, we got our first national sponsor with Corona and they donated $50,000 to the organization in general. So each city got a little bit of that pool, but I think their goal this next year was to get a hundred thousand from them. 
the stone stonewall sports yeah, so so they go out and get the sponsorships for you you don't have locally, to worry about we do it ourselves oh locally yeah. you do it yourself mm-hmm. so and, and i guess if any businesses are, are interested in that they could yeah, probably exactly. hit you up for that yeah. too <laughs> we'd love that <laughs> a shout out what's <laughs> like, like overall yeah. what's been like the most is there like one or two things that's been mm-hmm. the most rewarding thing for you doing the stonewall um, sports well one thing i really wanted to happen that did happen was getting Jackie Bukupski to do the opening kick for our first season. And she did. That was really cool. Uh, I don't know why I thought it was so cool. I just was like, if we get the mayor to come and do like the first kick of the first season, that would be really cool. And it worked out. Uh, she supported us fully, gave a little speech. We had some media there. Um, and then <laughs> she, she like announced like before she kicked, she was like, okay, no one catch this ball. Like, I know I'm not going to do great, but like no one catch it. And like this guy like walked on the field, like right after she announced that and she kicked it and went right to him and he caught it. And it, like, we all started dying laughing. <laughs> it was like the first out, <laughs> but so that, and just seeing people that like normally wouldn't play sports be like in a safe, inclusive space where they don't have to go to a bar to like hang out with their friends or they can go and just be silly. And we have a drag game every season. Uh, we had our first miss drag. Well, it's mixed drag competition just to be gender neutral. With the Stonewall sports did you had yeah. a, you had a drag competition? Yeah. So we had a drag competition. Uh, it was like, if you wanted to come and drag during the games, you could, but then after that, we had one person from each team that wanted to participate in a drag competition and we raised $1,300 and yeah, we crowned our first queen. <laughs> now, now, now I would imagine drag to like a kickball game is going to be a little bit different than like, yeah. say to a, a club night or something like that. It, or, will, it seems like it would be really hard to play a game. Like in a fancy in dress. A, right. right. Yeah. I, I mean, know. it depends what kind of drag you want to do. Cause yeah, I did very true. like butch lesbian realness. So. <laughs> oh yeah. That, you got the pants, the flexibility. <laughs> exactly. Wait, oh, you, this was you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, do you have, how long have you been doing drag? For? Oh no. It was no. just for, oh, just it's for just fun. For like, just, just I for like the, to participate if I like expect other people. Okay. To do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I feel like I should do it if I expect other people to. So. You know, it seems like Salt Lake City has a, an amazing drag community. I would oh, love yeah. to get more involved mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, with it through the podcast yeah. and stuff. They're I keep just my... like the biggest group of amazing people. Don't they, sure. don't they have like yeah. a once a month, once uh Sunday or something like that? There's a few things yeah, going on. Yeah, my mind's blank. I think it's I don't because know. it's grown so okay. much so quickly that like a lot of people, like in with Stonewall, like a lot of people are seeing the need for things that the gay community does typically have in other cities. Yeah. And they like to say how large it is here and like how many people are queer here and all these facts. But it's like, where are they? Like, are they just hiding? Like, why is here, it here in Salt Lake? Yeah. Well, I just sometimes don't feel like it's visible. And uh, I think people in the community that are leaders are trying to make us more visible, but that's also like takes people in the community to get out of their homes and go do something. What <laughs> what would make it more visible? Like what like a would... Sunday fun day, like that's like gay church to me. Like Sunday fun day, like you go have brunch, go see a drag show. Like sure. there's just things like that that are starting to pop up here. And it's really cool to see because the people here they're quite amazing and they know what it can look like. Well, the community, again, back to what I was, we were talking before we even started recording through mm-hmm. the last seven, eight years of this podcast, see the community grow and especially the queer community mm-hmm. and the drag community and all of that. It's, it's 
been so awesome to see it grow up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful thing right now and it's great that it's out there and it's available in that there's resources for people. What would you say? Okay. Let's, let's even go that direction for just a second. Mm-hmm. Let's say you just moved to Salt Lake city and you're yeah. gay and you don't know where to like, where, where would you tell them to go? Sign man? up for Stonewall. Yeah. Sign up for hey, Stonewall. Literally is, like right? you don't have to be good to play kickball. Okay. Is it like 18 and older? It's 21, 21 and older. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We like to get drunk while sure. we play sometimes. That's fair. Any broken bones? <laughs> no, not yet. We had a few concussions, but like. If you're playing the sports, expect yeah. it. If no, you, for sure. If yeah, you like gonna, want to. You're going like, to get a uh, concussion whether you drink or not. <laughs> it's worth right? it. <laughs> Definitely. That's true. You might Ride as well like go down softer you <laughs> for know, sure. with a few drinks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you won't even know you're concussed till later. So <laughs> usually. Yeah. So you would, would tell them join Stonewall Sports and yeah. is there anything else that you would tell them to check out or, or Definitely do? Definitely the Pride Center. They yeah. have a lot of uh, resources and programs to get involved with. JRC events, they do a lot of uh, the famous drag queens, like from RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff. They do a lot of shows with those w- with those drag queens. And this Friday, they even have Landon Sider coming, and she is or he, sorry. Well, it depends. If he's in drag, it's a he. If out of drag, it's a she. So she's the first drag king that has won a reality show. She was on Dragula, which is on Netflix. It's like this amazing uh, drag competition. Why are we not watching that, Chrissy? I don't know, but oh we my really god, you'll should. love it! It's like oh, it's I, like absolutely. the theme is like gore, horror, and like uh, what's the last one? Like beauty, basically. Uh-huh. Like it takes Gosh, those so things. It's like ooh, wow, they yeah. have different sections of competition. Yeah. Well, it's just those are like the three themes of it. So it's like people like it's very grungy or dirty or like. Just a different kind of drag. Yeah. And it's the first time drag kings have been like shown to have a presence in the community. And he won the competition. Sorry, give it away. I hope you don't mind. But like, <laughs> it's a big deal. Like, yeah, no, that's for awesome. a drag king to win that large of a competition. So it's true. Cause I, I mean, I mean, we've talked to, we had Gia Bianca Stevens on oh, a couple of years ago and we were talking about how there are still some places, some, groups that kind of exclude drag Kings mm-hmm. and how unfortunate it is because mm-hmm. like everybody should be involved in everything. If you, if you want to be a part of it, right? even seeing cis females like doing drag, like yes, they're women, but they can still dra- do drag. Cause like drag is just like gender fuck and like being creative. It's just fun. It's just an art form, right? It's exactly. like a beautiful, beautiful performance. Yeah, art. Yeah. I love it. And that's why I think it's cool. Cause Stonewall brings that aspect of our community into it. And uh, some people that have never had an opportunity to do drag can have it in like a different space. And like, uh, kind of also it feels like maybe a safe space kind of as if sports is also a safe, like right. anyone who's kind of uncomfortable, but curious about one of those mm-hmm. things, the whole space is safe. Exactly. Like the person on our team that did drag, he's never done drag before, but then he ended up winning the competition. And like, I've seen friends in Chicago that did it and now they're drag performers, like part-time or full-time. It's just like, they had the opportunity and presented themselves and yeah. And they like a low it. pressure. Yeah, exactly. Place. Like there's, you don't have to be good. Like just yeah. like sports, you don't have to be good. Just try. <laughs> I love it. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Remember when you support our sponsors, you're directly supporting this podcast. The Love Promise program is what makes Subaru and Mark Miller Subaru so special. The Love Promise means being more than a car company. 
It's Mark Miller Subaru's vision to show love and respect to all people at every interaction with Subaru. Mark Miller Subaru is dedicated to making the world a better place. Subaru of America actually selected Mark Miller Subaru as the country's 2018 Love Promise Retailer of the Year. This is cool because this is the most distinguished award Subaru of America awards each year, and it's only given to one Subaru retailer throughout the entire country. And Mark Miller Subaru was selected for this award because of Mark Miller Subaru's unique and strategic approach to supporting charitable causes right here in Utah. While Mark Miller Subaru has donated sizable amounts of money over the years, that's not all they do. Mark Miller Subaru develops deep and meaningful partnerships with charities to make real change in our community. So whether you're buying a car at Mark Miller Subaru or just simply getting some service done, you're helping Mark Miller Subaru leave a mark on the lives of others in our Salt Lake City community. Mark Miller Subaru has two convenient locations for you to visit. There's Mark Miller Subaru Midtown, which is at 3535 South State Street in Salt Lake City. This is the one that Chris and I personally use for all of our Subaru needs. And Mark Miller Subaru Southtown at 10920 State Street in Sandy. I know I say this on every episode, but I am serious. Go test drive a Subaru today. I really think you're going to love it because I could not imagine living here in Utah without our Subaru. It really gets us through the tough winters, let me tell you. Again, go visit them at their Midtown or Southtown locations, and many thanks to Mark Miller Subaru for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. What are some of your other hobbies and interests? Like mm-hmm. when you're not when you're not doing yeah. the the Stonewall sports, you're not doing the Red Cross. I mean, it's always fun to when learn a little bit about <laughs> uh, the people that we bring through here, man, just to see what makes yeah, them yeah. tick and what makes them move. That's a good question. I really enjoy going to the movies, um, working out, mm-hmm. playing, I mean, really playing just, sports. Yeah. I mean, it's really just spending time with people, like whether it be like a board game night or like game night or and just like drinking together and like playing cards, you know, it can be pretty simple. <laughs> you were, you were talking about this bucket list that you mm. do, right? Like that yeah. you have, is this like a, I mean, do you have it written down? Literally uh, written down? I do like at some point when something like keeps entering my mind, I write it down and I don't know why, but I feel like once you write it down, there's power in it. Yeah. Well, uh, you're, you're a little more uh, responsible. Right. And I heard your guys' life coaching person or oh, talk today. Yeah. What, she was was um, it Lynn? Lynn Christian? Yeah, I think so. It was the most recent. Yeah. She yeah. Is a woman. Badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started a life coaching business too after grad school because uh, I have a master's degree in social work. So I didn't want to like do therapy. I wanted to help people after therapy. Like, okay, you got your shit together. Now what? Like hold it together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hold it together. And like, what are things that you wanted to accomplish now that you like have your mind right and you can like mentally are able to concentrate on yourself now? Uh, Because I think a lot of times we get to a place in therapy where we're like, okay, I got my shit together. Like I can do this. But it's like no one's here to hold me accountable for any other goals. Or any other things I want to accomplish. So are you wow. still you still life coaching? Them? I don't I don't do it currently. It's something I think I might try to do again. At the time, I was like with a partner, and it was easier to have my own business because finances. But sure, um, it's definitely something like I do without thinking now <laughs> when I'm talking. Like, to it really my seems like you spend your life trying to find ways to make things easier for other people or more accessibility for other people. Mm. 
Like that, that's fascinating. I never would have thought a life coach would focus on the people who have already kind of hit the point they wanted to get to Mm -hmm. because there's so much further to go. Right. Exactly. You're like, okay, (laughs) now what? And a lot of what people are trying to accomplish, they really just need someone to keep them accountable or need help building a plan to do that. So, so what did you like? It seems like the life coaches that I've met that we've talked to on the podcast, Mm -hmm. they specialize like in some, Mm -hmm. whether it's women or Mm -hmm. uh, business, business, what did you have like a specialty at all? Yeah, Most of mine was working with people that wanted to either change their career or like they were in one industry and wanted to move to another or they were stuck in an industry and wanted to change their life in some way. Okay. Mostly like so, kind of reinvent themselves back yeah, to what Lynn was like. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think a lot of like m- the millennial generation is in like the service industry world, where like they serve and serve, or they do all these things and they get degrees, and then they still can't get a job. But like within the next five to ten years, we're going to be seventy-five percent of the workforce, and we hold like no positions in leadership. So if businesses aren't looking out, they're going to have a huge problem developing those leaders. That's interesting. I've never really looked at it from that angle. We haven't been given the opportunity to lead. That reminds me of a a book our daughter is reading called A Generation of Sociopaths. Mm. It's all about the baby boomers and how they're not really allowing us. It's basically talking about that. Exactly. It's true, though. Man, that must have been a very difficult uh, thing to be a life coach with, though. I couldn't imagine. I mean, it must have just got so frustrating because some people are Mm. so dense and they don't want to change, right? (laughs) I mean, I think you like in your first like session or two, you like you figure that out. Like if this person's going to make it or not. And if it's not going to be a good fit, it's easy to be like, hey, you know, these are things that I think you should work on before you get to me. And maybe give them other resources or other things that they can work on before they get to that point. Very cool. Very cool. A little bit more about Jacob. Uh, (laughs) Most memorable concert or sporting event that you've been to? First one that pops in your mind. Lady Gaga at Wrigley Field. She was the first. No kidding. Yeah. She was the first woman to open there. And that was in, couldn't have been long ago because I just moved here. Maybe three years ago. Dude, Chicago is an awesome city. Back to, so Chrissy and I, that was our actually first trip together was to Chicago. Oh oh my gosh. Uh, Six months, six months. (laughs) It was about six months into being together. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was to a podcast conference in Chicago. My first time there. And I'm like, I want to move here, Chrissy. How did you move away from there, man? Just, oh, was that tough? Yeah. It's my family is there too, or close by. Like my cousins live outside of it and my family lives in Indianapolis still. So I was like, oh. But you know what? Like, if you don't take some opportunities, then I can always go back. Sure. Right. Sure. So I was like, I've moved enough. I can just come back if I don't like it. That's so (laughs) rad. You're like, I'm just going to do this now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, might as well. That's great. (laughs) Let's let's shift directions to Salt Lake City. We asked some Mm -hmm. Salt Lake City questions uh, for people coming through here and uh, kind of back because I want to I want to say pick your brain. That's the first thing that comes (laughs) in. When you first moved here, right? Like, cause you've never visited Salt Lake before you moved here, right? I did like two weeks before I moved Two here. weeks before, but just to see like my job and like where I could live. <laughs> what's, what's been like, cause I'm sure you had these expectations of Salt Lake city, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, the reality, right? Like is Salt Lake mm-hmm. city cooler than you thought it would even be or what? Or is it worse? Sometimes, be honest here. <laughs> no. Sometimes I try to go into things with no expectations. So I can't be like, oh man, I thought this was going to be so great. Or... 
um, this is so awful. Like, why am I here? So I was just like, I'm going to go in neutral. Like, don't have any expectations. A lot of people were like, we don't think you're going to like it. <laughs> and They're not going to like Salt Lake City. No, they didn't think I would like Salt Lake City because they knew where I had lived before and like who I was and like being queer. And then I moved here and I was like, okay, this is like nothing people could have like prepared me for. Cause I don't see the Mormon culture. Like I see it a little bit, but like there's so many people that grew up Mormon that aren't Mormon anymore. And they're like, Oh, I did a mission, but like, that's as far as I got. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not as saturated as again, mm-hmm. it was even seven years ago. I mean, even mm-hmm. the last three to four years, well, I, I think mean, it's it definitely become more, more tolerant yeah. to mm-hmm. overall which is really nice. No, it's interesting. Yeah. I always like to get, especially somebody's perspective that mm-hmm. has never been here. Yeah. Uh, and it's that beautiful. been here. Uh, <laughs> what would you tell Keith? Here's, here's one. What would you tell? Like, let's say somebody's listening and they're thinking of moving here. I don't know. Is there something you would tell them? I know it's a very vague question, but I would say again, like lower your expectations. That's what I was told in Peace Corps every day. Like lower your expectations. Like you might leave here after two years and do nothing, but like you don't know the seeds that you're going to plant and just like find something that you enjoy doing that, that you've done before and like get involved if you want to, you can be as involved in you as you want to. If it's not here, create it because there's people that if you like it, somebody else is going to like it. Uh, meetup.com is great. Like if you that is a good site. have a really like random thing that you're into, like you can usually find it there. I've used that to build things before. So these are a few standard Salt Lake questions that I ask everybody that comes mm-hmm. through here. Jacob, uh, we have family and friends, you know, that visit Salt Lake. Yeah. We, we have those areas that we take people to tours, buildings, areas, mm-hmm. hikes, campouts. Do you have one or two favorites of Jacob's or, <sighs> or what would you do with somebody that visiting for the weekend? Well, definitely you have to go to the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Like, go hiking. I haven't, I've only been here like a year and a half, and there's so much I haven't seen. Yeah. Because I've been so busy trying to do everything else. Um, trying to organize the Stonewall yeah, sports. Well, yeah, and I don't have a car, so that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, so not having a car is a very difficult in Utah. It's, it's not the easiest city to <laughs> yeah. get around without yeah. a car. They did do a good job, though, of like planning the city with like the tracks and buses. I mean, I've made it a year and a half and I still haven't got a car. So they did something decent when they created it. And with the Olympics being here, I think that helped. Yeah, it kind of spurred them into motion. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, by the way, we need all of this transportation because no one's going to drive because they're all visiting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but What would you change? Like, let's say you could mm-hmm. change something about Salt Lake. What would you change about it if you could? The drinking laws and like how it's so difficult for people that are part of that have money <laughs> and want to spend it. And those who have businesses and want to make money to just like be able to. It's like these laws were created for what, for who, like it's really only hurting people. I mean, maybe we have, I doubt it, but there might be less DUIs, but I doubt it. <laughs> people are going to drink and drive if they drink and drive. Yeah. Like, if they're that yeah, type regardless of person. Of how they yeah. Get yeah. It, exactly. Sure. They're, they're going to get drunk and they're going to do what they want. But yeah, I mean like with Stonewall trying to do an event with the company, like we want to have like, 20% off discount for wearing our Stonewall shirts, but we can't do that because they, you can't give something for 
Oh, like, you can't just trade, those promo right? yeah. deals. Like you can't do those small things that are like. What What is so the reason simple. for that? I've never understood that um, one. Is it okay? Is question because you've lived more places than mm-hmm. I, we have. <laughs> is is that just a Utah thing? I think most of can it you is. trade goods and services for oh, beverages and, and well, yeah, yeah like, like a coupon or something, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah. like I remember uh, back in my smoking days, you know, um, I'd get really excited because I'd get a free pack of cigarette coupons, right? right. Well, no, I think the law oh. is like you can't discount alcohol. Oh, is it, okay, like oh. make it a special oh, really? or something. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so oh, like like ha- okay, so that's yeah. okay. That's different than the cigarette thing. That's uh-huh. like like happy hour right. and stuff like that. Okay. But even with Stonewall in Chicago, like we. Every team got a like a bottle of champagne and like a beer each, and like that was just the bar like giving it to us. Yeah, and like they can't do that here. It's weird. Like the way around it here. One time we like paid for it and they gave it to us, but then they paid us back for it. So they wrote us like a check. They donated after the, the money fact. back to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it is so weird. Like, there, there's there's a get around. There has to be. I was yeah, going to say, say there's a reach around. I know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We all like that. Some of those too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever been mad about that. <laughs> what about? I mean, I'm sure you have a favorite local eating spot. You've only been here for a year and a half, but I'm oh. sure you got one or two favorite places that you like to go get lunch or dinner at or breakfast. Hub and Spoke is good. Oh, they got yeah. I they, like there. That's one that I've went to several times that I enjoy. I mean, I try to like cook at home and eat healthier and it's expensive to eat out. So. No, I, I can, I can, I can, res- I, can so I can respect I know, right? that. Man. I, I really can. I can respect that. Yeah, uh, for sure. How can, let's go back to Stonewall so people can get involved as we mm-hmm. kind of wrap this podcast yeah. episode up just mm-hmm. to kind of get people back to playing some sports with you. For sure. What's the website for that? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, org. Okay. And so then they could contact you through there or maybe Facebook would be Yeah, easier. we have a private Facebook group. Um, you can just type in Stonewall Sports Salt Lake City and it's a private group. And then we have a public page. We wanted to be like in the community. We wanted people to see that we were visible, but we also like to keep uh, the private group, there's like five or 600 people. You're not going to get denied to get in it, Okay, but it's for us to just monitor it. And like, yeah. we only post stuff about us. Like people can, people have to, like, we have to approve posts just cause we want it to be a positive place where just our events are. Very it's cool. just easier and national told us to do it. And I'll, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll put those links at I am salt Lake.com uh, okay. with this episode as cool. well, Jacob. Uh, was there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get an opportunity to talk about? Yeah. So we have um, kind of our whole year planned Yeah, man. before okay. we were just like, okay, what's next? Okay. What's next? We need to do something. What's next? <laughs> but now we've like did some strategic planning mm-hmm. and have the year planned out. So we're having registration for our next kickball spring season, February 17th to March 10th. Okay. Uh, so people can sign up for kickball there. Uh, we play at Sugar House Park on Sundays. Uh, we don't know the time yet, but it'll be from like 10 to 2-ish okay. uh, in the morning, depending on how many people we get. So our goal is to get 300 this season. Uh, our first season, we had 180 people. So we think we can get just like 120 more. And then we're going to have uh, kickball again in the summer, most likely sand volleyball again uh kickball in the spring and then darts possibly coming up here soon we're going to do tennis in the summer 
and we're going to try to do bowling in the fall with sand volleyball again. Um, so there's like different sports we're adding. Uh, we've only been doing like one sport at a time just because we don't want to have like too much going on where there's not enough people to do one thing. Uh, but we think we have enough interest now where we can do like a sport that might be a little more skilled and then like do something like darts where like anyone can play. So, <laughs> they can yeah. play, but yeah. I mean, well, you don't want Chrissy. <laughs> you don't play. want me near anything sharp ever. <laughs> don't drink and dart. That should be a shirt. Don't, that should don't be a drink shirt. and dart. I like that one. Have you seen that axe throwing place? Yeah, oh. I want to do that. Actually, we, like, my oh, are like all there an, right now. Uh, really, I just yeah. want to have like an evening where Stonewall goes and just like has fun. Because be we so do cool. do things outside of like just sports. Like we had a pool day last year. We had a lake day. Um, this year we're having a big gala event in June. We're going to do like a big gay car wash. We had a trivia night. I want to start doing more like e-games because it's one of the fastest growing like areas in the e economy. like uh... So we're having a Smash Brothers tournament oh my with Mario gosh. Kart also. That's what I was hoping you would yes. say. Okay. <laughs> so okay. We're awesome. having a Smash Brothers tournament at the end of this month. It's actually February 22nd at Quarters. Okay. Quarters um, is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're going to let us host it there. And people that love to play can just come and whoop some ass. Smash. That's so rare. Smash some ass. <laughs> Do you play Smash yeah. often? I, so growing up, I played it since like 64. Nintendo 64. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not 1964. I have a tattoo. Oh, wow. I have a tattoo of Mewtwo. Mew and Mewtwo. And, uh, and that's all because... Uh, Is that from Smash? Yeah. The, my son, see? that was like she the knows. one character he had to unlock uh -huh. for this one year. <laughs> and he left the uh, Nintendo Wii on, I think, for like 14 days straight so he could that's unlock awesome. Mewtwo. That's so, funny. so I have a tribute. There we go. I yeah. learn something new every time I do a podcast <laughs> too. <laughs> About your wife. I love it. <laughs> Wait, what is this? <laughs> Random story. With who? Wait, <laughs> have you played before? You know, I'm not a gamer really, okay. right? Like I grew up the old NES, you know. See, but Smash is so great because you but, can just yeah. like hit all the buttons. Yeah. And it's it's I... like if you don't know what you're doing, you feel like you're just as good as someone who is kicking your ass. Uh, yeah. right. And you can get like up to like, you can start with like a hundred lives. Yeah. So you can play for a while. And when you die, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Teach their own. <laughs> right. Teach their own. <laughs> but like, it would be cool to have that space. Cause I think a lot of people in Salt Lake are part of that community. Yeah. And yeah. Like it needs to be like, where else do you meet people besides online that play video games? So true. Be cool. And it's way more fun to do it in person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can see facial expressions. You can yell at each other. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part. <laughs> Was there anything else on there that you wanted to share, Jacob? Because um, Chrissy has one final question she throws out at you. Uh, we gave the website stonewallsportsslc.org mm -hmm. for the website to get a hold of Jacob. We'll put the Facebook at IamSaltLake.com. Throw your question out, J or Jacob. Uh, throw your question out, <laughs> oh, Chrissy. Oh, ask me a question. <laughs> All right. So if you could leave our listeners with a motto or a piece of life advice that you live by, what would it be? What's that quote where it's like the only, what is it? The only thing you don't get is the thing you don't take. Oh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take or yeah. something? I mean, like basically that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like if it. you don't try Michael or say Scott, yes to right? something. Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's just like if if you want to do something, just do it. Say yes to things like there's so many times in my life where my parents made me do something. But then afterwards, I was like, oh, thank God they made me do it. Or like I moved 
to Utah and started a nonprofit. And if I didn't say yes to Utah, then then you wouldn't start community still. wouldn't have started. Yeah. So we're all a domino effect, man. Thus, yeah. you exactly. are Salt Lake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like that's, I know. that's what it. You know, It'll back to the whole this whole heart, podcast thing, sure. man. So, <laughs> thank you again, Jacob, for coming mm-hmm. to doing the podcast, man. Many thanks again to Jacob Buck for joining us on this episode. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our website, which can be found at IamSaltLake.com slash 423. That's for episode 423. Hey, we got some weekly recommendations this week. I love it when we have these. I, I do we, too. We should just do it every week. I know we don't do it every week. It is hard to come up with one recommendation every week. As strange as that sounds. Well, as strange as it, as it, blah, blah, blah. As strange as it sounds... Hey, so I'm going to go first. Mm-hmm. My weekly recommendation, Dragonfly Wellness. So I got my medical uh, my medical cannabis card to help me deal with some of my stomach issues. Yeah. I got to visit Dragonfly Wellness. It's the first dispensary, but I guess they have to call them pharmacies here in uh, Utah, which I think is dumb, which actually you guys can hear me talk about on, on my other podcast that I got started up uh Utah on the weeds. Gosh, my mind went blank on what my own dang <laughs> podcast was. So- If you get a chance, like if you have your medical cannabis card or if you have a qualifying condition to get your card and you end up getting it, go check out Dragonfly Wellness right on uh, State Street there, 711 South State Street. Really rad to have them in the community. And Chrissy, your turn. What is your weekly recommendation? Well, mine is all about spiritual healing instead of physical healing, maybe. I don't know. I was... uh recommended a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. And it's, I actually listened to the audiobook. It's about an hour and a half. It kind of changed my whole perspective on everything. I think it's just a really good book for anyone to listen to, just to kind of pull you out of your own little life and, and kind of like get a bigger picture of the world and possibilities. It made me feel good inside. How is, uh, how is the voice? That, that's okay, so okay. important is Here's how the an thing. audiobook voice is. Yes. And the guy who wrote it, uh, who's he's a psychiatrist. He read it and he sounds just like Malcolm Gladwell. No kidding. So I was like totally on board. You're in heaven. Oh, it's so great. So great. So everybody should read it. It's on my list to check out. I yeah. know you, you wanted me to check that out. Anyway, let's wrap this episode up. Chrissy, we have other things to do today. <laughs> we do. Well, a few things before we leave. You can subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. We're also on Spotify and Pandora. Just search for I Am Salt Lake inside any of those apps and hit the subscribe button so every episode comes right to your phone when we release it. Also, if you want to support this podcast, you can do that by supporting the awesome businesses at supportsaltlake.com. All right. You have a great week. Always remember to support our businesses here in Salt Lake City. We got a great city, you guys. Call your mom and we'll see you right here next week on the next episode. And good night, Grammy. Grammy.